Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. It's good to see everyone. We have an exciting conversation coming up. I have special guests. We're going to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion and the way to automate it. And I have two guests, David and Ashley. David, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm uh, David Cunningham. I uh, founded Legal Metrics about a year ago, so we can talk about that story. And I'm also the CIO at the law firm Winston and & Strong. And Ashley, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Ashley Klinko, and I lead on the product design and the data analytics for Legal Metrics, and I'm also a licensed attorney. Before you uh, joined uh, this amazing startup, Ashley, uh, did you practice law? Yeah, uh, I did for about a year and worked in business law and also doing trademark, copyright, things of that sort, and then moved into artificial intelligence after that because I absolutely loved it and had a background in programming and automation in general, too. So let's talk about legal metrics. What is it and and and, and how did this idea come and, and, and where are we going with it? There's a lot there. So it, it, I really give the credit to, to the founders of Clock because they were nice enough to kind of take me in back in 2012 when there were just a, a dozen or so of them and really helped me, even though I'd been a consultant to law firms for 20 years, they, they really helped me see the client's perspective and always be in the client's shoes, which, which helps me, you know, in, in every way, planning technology. But um, what we realized was that they were really focused on, on these uh, kind of a balanced scorecard of metrics, whether it's a object, it's subject of surveys or objective measures of, of time and impact and value diversity. Um, and we just saw that the law firms weren't really evolving. They were just really measuring the financial aspects of the relationship. The legal departments are measuring 30 different metrics and, and there's this big imbalance. Um, and so I, I spoke about this topic at uh, ILTA and Clock Institutes and everywhere. The market really didn't evolve. And so about a year ago, uh, and again, working with, with Clock and legal operators and other people from the client's perspective, we, we said, hey, we can create a tool that just automates this process and helps people to get on the same page. So that was a, that was a big turning point for us. When you don't see what you want in the world, you go and build it. That's right. Solve the problem. <laughs> that, that is why the world, the world belongs to builders. Ashley, how did you come to this uh, project and um, what's the story there? <laughs> well, I was at a conference out in New York at the time. Well, prior to the pandemic, I was living in New York as... Most of us, you know, have been thrown a little back and forth since then. Uh, but I'm back then I was living out there and at this conference I met David and he started telling me all about legal metrics and how passionate he was about it. And he just made me so excited that I wanted to get involved. So, <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about uh, what metrics you collect and, um, and how do you automate them? You know, we looked at 30 different types of metrics and, and we, we created this feedback group right away, um, a bunch of law firms and legal departments. And that, that group has grown to a, a couple of hundred people now. Um, we we uh, kind of voted on what are the top 10 metrics that we should automate. Um, but we pretty quickly said, let's start with diversity metrics because that is you know, really a lot of bottom line impact to the decisions of getting paid by law firms or getting selected. It was one that everybody, uh, you know, as Ashley said, you know, was passionate about addressing. Everybody wanted to make an impact. And it's also kind of complicated because there's a lot of measures that are all different. 
um, dealing with very sensitive information. So we knew if we could tackle that, not only would it have a real impact, but it, but we could handle anything from there. And so, so we really, for the past you know nine months, as we've designed the software and, and done our testing, we've really just focused on you know the 120 metrics in the diversity space: surveys, client metrics, et cetera, and just focused on getting diversity really, really done well. 120 diversity. I'm growing. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. 120? To someone who is not in the field, that sounds like a lot of things to measure. Mm. Yeah, there's over, there's over 120 now. I'd actually say that there's going to be at least two to 300, if not more, in the next year or two. And you could see groups like Bloomberg with their new DNI um, DNI framework, various things of that sort. But these law firms are just having a really hard time being able to manually calculate all of these surveys. It's just taking thousands of hours and just really rough on them. So help me understand this problem of measuring, measuring the right thing and, um, and, and then kind of making conclusions based on that. Um, Help me understand why it's not an individual law firm challenge. There's kind of a, a network effect because, you know, we, we talked in the, the title, we talked about diversity 3.0. If, if you were to kind of say, what's where was the beginning? You would say, well, you're just measuring the number of employees. You know how if people are self-identifying, you're measuring the diversity of the of the law firm itself. And so if it was if it was just that, that would be pretty uh, straightforward and it wouldn't be that complicated. There's various ways to measure that. Some look at equity partners, some look at all the partners, um, people judge that differently. Um, but where it really um, becomes more um, complicated and manual is, is every legal department wants to know how, wh how diverse are the teams you're sending to do my work? Um, who's getting uh, responsibility? Who, who's, who's, who's getting awarded for, the, for you know, selling the work to me? And um, who's actually doing the work? And they want to know, are you giving them the, the equally complex work? And so there's a couple issues there is measuring all the teams that are doing work for each matter. And but you're also doing it in unique ways because some departments uh, consider, for example, persons with disabilities and, and veterans to be diverse. A lot of law firms do not. Um, it varies by country. And, and some people would say the female gender is not diverse all by itself. It's only if they are also uh, an underrepresented race. And, and so you have these unique uh, definitions and priorities in addition to needing to measure every matter uh, uniquely to, the, to those clients. Um, and then it varies by country. So there's a, and if you imagine doing it all manually, um, it, it's like a CFO without an accounting system and saying, hey, go measure our profitability in these 20 ways. It's pretty unfair to the diversity team. And as Ashley said, the number of, of people asking for survey responses and clients having diversity programs is really ballooning. Um, and so it's, it's a bit out of control. So we, we knew we wanted to help solve that. Um, but help me really understand what does technology bring to this diversity issue at law firms? Yeah, so we have a metrics calculator that we've developed over the last year because our main focus is being able to keep this personal identifiable data within the law firm because a lot of the law firms are feeling very uncomfortable sharing identity things, you know, if, to their actual clients. So if you're LGBTQ, you may not feel comfortable sharing that with your client that you're working with on that team, but you're okay with sharing that within the law firm. So our 
local metrics calculator, we actually install that within the law firm and connect it to their HR and accounting system. And then we have the metrics that are set up. So, you know, surveys, industry benchmarks, legal department metrics, various things of that sort, and, you know, any custom internal reports that either group may have. And so these metrics are then sent to this local calculator within the firm, and then it just sends back the results to our actual system and doesn't provide that personal data. I, I, you, I will now talk about data, and there's clearly sensitivity about, you know, collecting, uh, making it public, um, and it sounds like aggregation is sort of one way you kind of uh, address the issue. But I guess let's, let's start in the beginning. Where do you actually get the data? How do you convince folks to, to give that data? Because especially for law firms, in other contexts, I've seen that to be a very, very sensitive issue. Yeah, and, and we're trying to support that sensitivity because it, the way the calculations manually happen now is, is several fold. One is sometimes the department says, hey, law firm, give me your really personal data, either on a spreadsheet or a, or a form or through the e-billing process. And so you're giving it to them. Um, the other way is that the department may give a spreadsheet to the firm and say, you fill it out, you calculate it. Um, mo in most cases, it's the law firm sending out the data. And so there's a couple, uh, two or three problems with that. One is, as Ashley was saying, the sensitivity around giving it the data is really growing. Um, you know, the Target uh, mentioned recently they're seeing firms resist. We're, we're seeing firms in Europe saying, "I really, I really can't give you this data," um, and 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 we're seeing that um, you know anecdotal. But some firms ask for permission. You know, there's a self-identification process that the that the lawyers are asked to do. But then there's a separate opt-in in a lot of firms that says, are you okay if I share this personal information with your with the clients you work for? And, and so some say, no, I, that's, I'm telling you this privately. Why would you give it to someone that I'm actually working with? Um, and so they decline. And so that means the firm's actually underrepresenting their actual uh, diversity. They have the data, but they can't share it with the client. And uh, you know, then you have uh, you know, GDPR pressures that, that say you can't cross borders with this data. Um, and so that was, and so we're, we're kind of saying, uh, we're, we're being extra sensitive to that. We're saying quit over time. We'd like to be at a point where, where law firms are not sending this personal data out to the firm and, and to these clients. And that, that's why we have to install these calculators inside the firm to say, Hey, if you want to know if the matter is, you know, 32% diverse, you know, using your definition, legal department, we'll give you that answer. We'll give it to you every week. Um, you know, now that's automated, we can, we can speed up the flow. We'll give you better, more complete information with no effort. Um, we just don't want to tell you Paul's private information anymore. And <laughs> that, that hopefully, you know, makes the lawyer feel better, makes the law firm feel better and, and gives the, the legal department uh, much more complete accurate data. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, that sounds like you're in a deep, a very, you in the middle of some really deep conversations. On the one hand, you want to share and, and shine the light on the data so we can actually make a change and guide our action. On the other hand, there is a really compelling sort of challenge of, hey, it's my personal data that you're right. sharing with strangers who I may or may not even had a conversation with and, and different people have different sensitivities around it. And I love the idea of kind of automated calculation and it's anonymized and you really just get one score as opposed to headcount, 
Right. Um, and and this way, it's a it's a little bit more, you know, just 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 the data as opposed right. to more information about Olga the lawyer. I like how you talk about diversity metrics 3.0, and I really want to actually maybe zero in on on, on what that means to you in the context of what you're building. And and um, you mentioned this term a couple of times. We named this episode uh, this way as well. Um, so I'm just curious, what does the diversity metrics 3.0 mean, mean in the context of this you know, adventure? One is really, you know, just simply looking at the diversity of a firm, you know, very important and fundamental. You know, 2.0, we'd say, is is now you're looking at kind of the flow. What's what's my recruiting pipeline, some of the inclusion aspects of who's on committees. Um, and so you're, you're getting more flavor of the rate of change, which, you know, for example, Microsoft, um, they have a very mature diversity program. They spend a lot of time focusing on on improvements, not just the static picture of where you are. And so uh, we're, we're um, advocating is to take it to the next level, which is to say, great, now take all those and correlate them to other factors. And, and so, for example, we are um, uh, working with Target on a pilot of uh, pulling in some information from their perspective so that we can know what was the outcome of that matter? Um, what was the aftermatter survey results of that matter? Um, any value calculations or a rating of how complex that matter was, what business unit it was done for, and and, and then we want to correlate that with the diversity. So then we're able to say, oh, I, I see you're 32% diverse, but I, I realize that you, when, when I'm looking at my most complex matters, you're giving me less diverse teams. Like, yes, you're giving me female lawyers, but they're working on, on my low complexity work. They're not the ones you're taking me to trial. Um, and, and the outcomes of satisfaction, can we, can we prove that more diverse teams have a relationship with, with higher levels of satisfaction or a better outcome or a faster outcome. Uh, it, it's really now starting to look more at the impact of, of that diversity. That, that's, um, and, and you know, we're happy to have a lot of um, software relationships where companies like Thomson Reuters um, you know, want to help us figure that out. How do, how do we tell those stories? And, and so we're, we're trying to be friendly to all existing software out there um, or, or data providers so that we can really work together to, and weave a story together. You mentioned, David, and you actually mentioned a couple of things. One thing you mentioned is uh, that we're going to use your definition of diversity um, to give you the metrics you want. Um, and that's, of course, all fine and good. But, you know, uh, but I would love to kind of understand, is there, are there standards that are developing you know, on the one hand, I like to see the creativity, how we all define diversity. But on the other hand, I also want to see progress. Um, and that means sometimes best practices and standards. Do you grapple with this issue? Well, I think it's starting to evolve with every single new metric, right? With every single survey, with the various iterations, you start to see what those standards standards are within the various regions. But they do differ by region. I mean, if you're looking at Australia, you're going to have different racial minorities, like the those groups of the Aboriginals. And then in China and some of the Asian nations, you may be looking at diversity slightly different and looking at various tribes or, you know, various things like that. And even the U.S., even our focus. So if you're looking at Latin versus Hispanic, something of that sort, which is more in line with the U.S. census, 
then you might have different definitions across that depending on how someone would define themselves. So what we're trying to do is that we we like to call it an app store of metrics <laughs> where you can start to see all those iterations of those metrics that you want to view at that time and see, okay, I'm doing well in this type of you know, definition where you're just looking, let's say, at female partners within the law firm, but hey, we're not sending great partners to our clients, you know, those particular teams that we're sending. So it helps to get more of a picture of what's going on, essentially, than just having one singular standard, because you're just not going to be able to see the full picture if you're only zeroing in on one section. Yeah, so the App Store metrics, very interesting term. Um, and uh, I, 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 lo I love all the connotations that go with it. Uh, David, uh, you uh, alluded to the challenges of confidentiality. You specifically have mentioned GDPR. If you've ever been in the house, that's a beloved term uh, that we've been using for a while now. So in the context of a data company that collects some personal uh, information, that is not a small issue. Just right. curious, how, how, how are you protecting confidentiality? How you, you know, how are you thinking about making sure that you know, it is one compliant and two comfortable? Well, let me first underline a, a comment that Ashley was making. Um, the, because there are so many metrics out there in diversity, we are, our stance is we're not here to create a standard. We're really, because a lot of people are kind of already establishing a standard. We didn't want to be the 121st um, standard and say, use us. So, so we're, we're really saying we're a tool. If, if there's a way you want to see the data, we'll, we'll automate that and, and, and make it easy. And, and so we're not trying to say, hey, Microsoft and Coca-Cola and Expedia, you all have to agree on what's important. Um, it, it, at this point, we're really saying, it, you decide what's really important to you and that may evolve and we're just gonna make it really one click easy. And so it's a little different. Um, we, we do get drawn in sometimes of saying, can we standardize how you measure something like what is an equity partner? Um, but in general, we're trying to be very supportive of of the Bloomberg's and Diversity Labs and American Lawyers and all the all the uh, tools, all the um, you know standards that are already out there. Um, so how how do we protect the personal data? It, it's actually um, somewhat simple because the the reason we go to the effort to install the calculator inside the law firm is we don't take the personal information outside the firm. We say don't give it away, don't give it to us. Um, the calculator will wake up every night. It will read the personal data from the HR and accounting system. It will run all the rules. It'll say, oh, I see you want to know, um, you know, Facebook and ABA and uh, Bloomberg and, and uh, race equity and, you know, all these different metrics. Wh whatever the rules you're throwing at it, it'll measure all those, come up with the results, and then go back to sleep. And, and just those results come to our dashboards. And so that raw data never goes any further, doesn't leave the firm, doesn't leave the geography, doesn't come out to our dashboards. And, and so it's not a matter of saying we put it in a big uh, pool and then we, you know, trust us. It has a lot of security around it. We, we say we don't even want it. Don't don't be giving your raw personal information out. Um, and, and so it's, you know, it's really a, the core part of our design. And then, of course, we protect, you know, the results in a very encrypted way. But we but the raw data, we we make you keep it. You talk a lot about law firms, and we all we do know that 
uh, legal departments purchase a lot of law firm services, but they also purchase other services. They purchase vendors uh, services, various technology services. They purchase uh, ALSP services. They purchase mm -hmm. all kinds of things. Um, who, who are you working with um, and what do you see the request to measure and how is this evolving? Yeah, it's well. There's a lot there. So one is we are we've purposely um, been warm to the let's call them law companies or ALSP. So big four law companies, e-discovery specialists. Um, we're really treating them as the same way we treat a law firm because um, what, what's really interesting is they tend to be a lot more diverse than the law firms. And so we we want to help show that off. If if you are providing a, a service and you're able to either uh, provide a higher level of diversity yourself, or if they're complementing a law firm team and that blended team is more diverse, um, but they tend not to show up in any rankings, right? They're not on the diversity scorecard. They're not on um, almost all of the law firm or the legal services rankings. And so um, we'll calculate metrics for them and, and ideally include them in the universe of providers. So that, that will be a very big change. We're working with several now. Um, and then, um, and, uh, I forgot your, oh, and, and for the, for the legal department itself, um, you know, we, we've had some really interesting discussions with the uh, buying legal counsel and other groups that are focused on supplier diversity. And, and so we really see that on our roadmap, um, there's the law firms, you know, we're just beginning our pilots. Um, but we see that going into not only other services they buy, as you're saying, but also who are the law firms? How do the law firms spend their money? So, you know, uh, what's their supplier chain? Um, and, you know, once we, you know, we can really expand in that way. So more, our roadmap is more types of metrics, and it's also more types of entity that are providing services to the legal department. So we're, we're really at the, at the early stages. I love that. Um before I, you know, we, we're coming close to the end, and at the end, I'd like to ask uh, you to give listeners and viewers, um, you know, parting thoughts. But before we get there, um, you know, I know you just mentioned roadmap, and you know, since I am operating a startup, that gets me really excited. I, I become <laughs> somewhat hyper. Uh, so I'm gonna start with Ashley. Ashley, what is on the roadmap that really makes you hyper excited about what you're building? <laughs> well, I just absolutely love just how the market can continue to expand with increasing transparency in that way. And that's what makes me really excited in general is that you really can't improve if you don't have metrics, if you don't have data that you're analyzing. Otherwise, you're just riding blind, essentially. <laughs> and so I absolutely love that on our roadmap, we actually plan to expand you know, into further areas and be able to go, as Dave has mentioned earlier, mentioned earlier beyond just diversity metrics, but be able to see that impact on, you know, let's say that looking at the value of a matter or the outcomes or satisfaction that it increases with diversity it would be able to be great to be able to see that type of impact with our metrics. David, what, what, what makes you excited about your roadmap? Yeah. I mean, all, all those things, but it, we, we've had some really rich discussions with the legal department. So we, we purposely um, make it really easy in a legal department. We say, Hey, spend two hours with us and you're on board. There's no costs. And, and so it, it's, 
80% of the legal departments we talk to don't even have a diversity program yet. So they, they maybe they collect data, but they don't have the time to do something with it. Or And, and so it's really making it easy to bring them up to speed to say, let's start you know, calculating things within your firms. They can automatically feed the results back to you and, and then be able to combine that with their own perspective of the matter. So giving that the the legal department that perspective of how are they doing across their panel what you know what are my measures what are the targets i should establish and then how, how is it actually affecting so you know taking that from a maybe an excel spreadsheet or a collection of of data they don't have much to do with or they're collecting in arrears from the e-billing and making it a you know a real live dashboard that they can take take action on so it's a it's a huge maturity change that you know we're trying to put in place over the next 18 months yeah, I, I'm with both of you and, uh, and Flo, yes, uh, absolutely right. Uh, no data, you're writing blind and your crush is unavoidable. That's right. And if you're not measuring actively acting upon, yes, it, it's, it's certain. Um, and most importantly, you're not going to have the impact and the changes that you so actively have been talking about now for decades. Um, we are at the end, so I'm going to ask Ashley, what is the one thought you want to leave this um, this uh, conversation so that viewers have something to think about maybe over the weekend? Well, with increasing metrics and all these surveys coming along, you know, the world is moving towards automation. And the more that we're able to lean into that and work all together, we'll be able to improve things a lot faster instead of, you know, doing this by ourselves individually and manually. Uh, I would say we've created this based on, you know, on the shoulders of feedback from some really um, nice, thoughtful, passionate leaders in departments and law firms. And so I, we, we live and die by um, understanding what you're doing, where, where you are, what you want to achieve. And so I, I would just say, help us understand how we can help because that, that shapes our roadmap and, and what we do. So always, always glad to talk to you guys. Well, thank you everyone for joining. Thank you, David and Ashley. This was a robust diversity, equity and inclusion conversation. One of the better ones I've had and I've had many in my, in my career. So thank you for that. I love the measuring. Uh, I really love the automating of these important issues. It's time that we stop talking. It's time that we start building <laughs> and start solving. Bye everyone.